The mission of Queer Money is to financially empower the LGBTQ plus community. Join us in thanking Capital One for supporting that mission. If I said we had the recipe that is guaranteed to make the best Manhattan, would you want it? Would you try it? Hell yeah. How about if we had the prescription for financial security? Would you want it? Would you try it? To get more Manhattans? Sure. <laughs> well, that's what we're sharing today, folks, on Queer Money Episode 377, two of the ingredients that build financial security and wealth. Now on with the show. So we're hoping our mixology intro <laughs> piqued your interest that you thought you'd stick around. Because <laughs> this is an important episode and one I know that some people might think that we talk too much about, but we don't think we talk enough about because not enough people have caught on yet. Booze? So, <laughs> booze, yeah. No. We don't ever talk about enough about booze. <laughs> so just 29% of the respondents to the Motley Fool Debt Free Guys LGBTQ plus money study said they held a mortgage and only 37% said they were investing in a retirement account. Um, this is concerning to us because these are the two greatest wealth builders in the United States of America today. And many of us are, for whatever reason, opting out, not participating, whatever the case may be. And we need to change that. There are a lot of people who are missing some great opportunity. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, I, th I think when studies come out or surveys come out and they have this kind of data, people oftentimes look for reasons why we can kind of uh, dismiss the information. And um, uh, I think one of the things that might people might say in this is, well, well, all the respondents are young people, right? So they haven't gotten to the point in their lives well, where they will get a mortgage or they will get uh, be investing in a retirement account. And that's not necessarily the case because no. the, the average age of folks who were in the uh, study was 30 of over 35. I want to say it was close to closer to 36. So these are individuals who on average have been most likely working for more than 10 years in most likely have been out of college for 10, 15 years. Um, so these kinds of steps are probably the steps they should have been taking in life. Exactly. And I think we're talking about averages here, right? We're not talking about the extremes. And that's not so that's not to discount the fact that um, we do have a sexual orientation and gender identity wage gap, um, that we do experience discrimination more than other uh, the general population, right? So uh, we've talked about the study from the University of Iowa that was reported in CNBC several years ago that same-sex couples are 73% more likely to be denied a mortgage with all else being equal uh, than their heterosexual counterparts. Um, so we do have some uh, headwinds that we're facing, but we're talking about averages here. And these averages that we're concerned about are quite low because I, whether we want to or not admit it or let it happen, we're all getting older. Yeah, right. <laughs> we're all going to not be able to work one day. We're all don't want to be reliant on the state because state sponsored anything is pretty much garbage. Right. So and, we, and, and we all want, I, I, I don't think that there's a queer person out there, even the individuals who are uh, the 3% who are adamant socialists, um, the, there, there are almost every single one of us wants to have the money that allows us to enjoy the life that we want. And that doesn't happen if you aren't figuring out some way to build that. 
Right. Yeah. I mean, the contradiction is, as we talked about, the purchasing power of the LGBTQ community most recently was estimated at $1.4 trillion. So as a community, we have the money, right? Right. What are we doing with that money? Um, and could we be using it more wisely? We're not trying to like nitpick anybody's spending habits, what you want to spend your money on, how much you want to spend. That's all well and good. Our goal is just to make sure you have enough of a foundation that you can continue to live the life that you you want, whatever that is for you. Um, and with the way that we're not investing, the way that we're not going into real estate, um, it's likely that a lot of us are going to get to some point in our life, especially more likely when we're older, where we just don't have the, the resources or the money to be able to continue to live the way that we've become accustomed. Uh, we shared the experience study from a couple of years ago, 2018, that found that we spend most of our money on travel, entertainment, and personal hygiene. We spend a lot of money on those things too. So we're not just judging anybody for doing that, but we've also made uh, investing in the stock market, investing in real estate, investing in our own small business, the the the, the pyramid that builds uh, financial uh, wealth, um, a priority in our lives so that I can still get the best face cream even when I'm 80 <laughs> so that I'm better. My skin is smoother than that 82-year-old down the hall. <laughs> Tired of all the credit card offers you get from your current credit scoring app? Download CreditWise by Capital One today to avoid them. <laughs> it, it, you know, you bring up a good point. It is what are our priorities. And we'll admit, you know, I mean, we know that early on in our lives, we've talked about this, our priority was partying and having a good time, happy hours, fancy designer jeans, and all of that shit that is gone. We will never see that there's no value in it in, in it for us today. Not true. I still have a pair of diesel jeans in my closet that I can't fit into. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you have a couple of pairs of diesel shoes. but Those you are still of, wear. Right. Well, and then you also have a couple pair that have... This show's not about me, David. <laughs> <laughs> but the point, I think that the point is, is that it's important to prioritize future you just as much as it is present you. I love that, yeah. Because if you don't prioritize future you, then you will eventually get to future you and you'll do what a lot of folks do. They look back on their golden years, the golden, I'm sorry, the golden days, look back on those days and say, oh, you remember when? Things were so great back when. And sadly, we hear that a lot from a lot of older LGBT people, because earlier in their lives, their lives were really fun and exciting, and they were doing a lot of things that they didn't necessarily plan on living this long. There was a study that came out not that long ago that talked with the folks who were in retirement age um, and asked what they would have preferred to have done differently in hindsight. Um, and you know, people weren't ruined by this. Um, you know, it wasn't cataclysmic, but they did say that you know, they wish they would have started investing earlier. They wish they wouldn't have spent so much money on some dumb things. And it was just, just, just these, a uh, lot of annoyances that had they had the, um, the, the, the forethought they would not have wasted their money on or uh, been that frivolous with their money. And I guess that's what we're trying to encourage people to do now. I mean, I, there's going to be some sort of a safety net. You're, you're going to have some sort of probably ha most of us are going to have some sort of a support if we need it in some way, shape or form. We might not necessarily like the support that we're getting, but we're going to have some sort of support. Um, but we just want to make do what we can to help make people not get to the end of their life and just say, 
I wish I could have just done it a little bit better. I wish I had the kind of care, um, uh, I wish I could afford the kind of care that I would like to have. I wish I could uh, rest in the home that I would like to rest in. Um, Just have some options too. Because, you know, that's one of the keys to happiness. Um, And a lot of the reading that I've been doing lately is one of the keys to happiness is to be able to have the, uh, to, to feel like you have, the control of your life. You don't necessarily have to have a- control over your life, agency. but you want to be able to have the feeling of having control, having agency over your life. And, and we don't want people, I don't want to get to this point. I know you don't want to get to this point. We don't want to get to a point at our, when we're older, where we don't have that agency and everything has to be done or managed by other people, or we have to deal with the cheapest of everything because that's the best that we can afford. Or that's the best that we can get for free. Or, or we're 75 years old and we have to deal with a really shitty, 32 year old boss because we have to work somewhere where we have, we have no choice. We have to work, right? right? We don't want no offense to Walmart and Walmart greeters, but I don't think many of us want to be the Walmart greeter, right? When we're 70, 75, 80 years old, um, because we want to be able to, and, and remember I brought this folks, I brought this up before the golden girls episode where Rose basically said, how did I end up like this? I thought I did everything right, right? Well, think that a lot of us need to reflect on, are we doing some things that we could do just a little bit better? And it, and it doesn't it doesn't mean that you need to go out and buy the most fabulous home or have a million dollars in your retirement account by tomorrow. Just start. Yeah, make start making that progress. It's just a Work series of minor tweaks that we could all make just a little bit every week, every month, every year to slowly improve things for ourselves. And that all will compound on itself and get us to that that goal of happiness and unicorns and rainbows in a prairie. Yeah. <laughs> you know, with this in mind, uh, I'll just uh, throw out there that John and I are switching uh, the the series that we're going to be working on for the bonus episodes over to something that is a little bit more focused on this. And we want to highlight gay cities or accepting cities, the most accepting cities across all 50 States where it is affordable for us to live. Cause all of us would love to be living in New York or LA or San Francisco or Miami and those great places where there's lots of queer people, but not all of us can afford that. But that doesn't mean that we can't, buy a home somewhere where we find a queer community that is accepting and we can't afford to live there and afford to save for retirement. Exactly. So more to come on that. But meanwhile, stay tuned for your Queer Money takeaway from this episode. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Queer Money Podcast. Here's your takeaway from this episode. Make the commitment, not to us, but to yourself, make the commitment to start saving for your very own piece of real estate, whether that's to buy a primary home or For those of you who already have one, to start investing in real estate. And then also make the commitment to start or start increasing the contributions that you make on a regular basis to a retirement savings account. Then join us next Tuesday when we talk about how to overcome the fear that's paralyzing many of us in the LGBTQ plus community. And then next Thursday when we talk about LGBTQ plus healthcare in the United States. Thank you and have a great week. Start your journey to financial independence with a checking and savings account that doesn't nickel and dime you with fees. Get a Capital One 360 checking or a 360 performance savings account at Capital One today.